So many spend their health gaining wealth and then have to spend their wealth to regain their health. Welcome back to Easier with a Friend, everyone. Today is our exciting conclusion to our two-part series on health and happiness. Since we covered the pursuit of happiness last time, today we're talking about how to become healthier. As always, we are your hosts, Chi and Elaine. And we are very excited to discuss this subject that has become increasingly more important to us as the years go by. Exactly. As they say, you don't need to be perfect, just be better than you were yesterday, which I think perfectly sums up Chi and my approach to health these days. I think as a younger person, we tended to go zero to 100 and then fairly quickly fall off the bandwagon. (laughs) But these days, we are more interested in small steps you can take that add up to big benefits to your health. And to start off with, we actually found a statistic that said 75% of adults say that they would give up something they enjoy or care deeply about to magically obtain a perfect body. Chi, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so I can understand the temptation or the sentiment of this, but I'm not sure if I can give up something I quote unquote deeply care about just <laughs> to gain a quote unquote perfect body. I, I don't know. I don't think that it's a worthwhile trade-off. Okay. So maybe something that I don't necessarily deeply care about, but I also very much enjoy, let's just say carbs, like noodles and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Can I give up noodles to mm-hmm. have a magically perfect body. I don't even think I can do that to get a perfectly <laughs> perfect body. So I can't think of anything that I deeply care about that I can give up just to have a perfect body. For mm-hmm. me, health is these days is less about the appearance. Although, yes, I still do wish that I look better, I suppose, mm-hmm. in clothes or whatnot. But mm-hmm. To give it up just to have a perfect body on the outside, I would rather have some kind of stipulation in there if I'm going to make the deal with the devil of some sort. (laughs) (laughs) This this also means I have good health. This also means I have long life and perfect, healthy life, right? So that for me would be a stipulation if I must come up with something I deeply care about. What about you? No, I agree. I think these days I care much less about physical appearance. And I do want to make the caveat to our listeners that this episode isn't going to be about losing a bunch of weight. That's not what we define health as these days. Certainly, I think keeping weight in a healthy range for your body, but not focusing so much on that. But I also am with you. I sat here and I thought about what would I give up I mean, something that you deeply care about, that's pretty tough. And to give it up forever, right, is a big trade-off. That's probably not a deal I would make. I agree with you. I'm more concerned about, hey, does this mean I'll never get cancer and never have Alzheimer's, never (laughs) uh, get (laughs) diabetes? All of those things would be something that I'm, I guess, more willing to make a trade-off for. 
And I think that, again, perspectives change, right? We've mentioned before in previous episodes, we're exennials. So we're right in that age range where we're getting a little older these days. I think in our 20s, maybe the body mattered more to us. And I think as you get older, you realize that being perfect on the outside is not as important as having actual health that you can enjoy. And so that's, that's kind of the line that I'm writing these days. So that being said, what are some habits that you've applied and done pretty regularly that you've seen results or would recommend for somebody to try? So in our last episode on happiness, I discussed this concept of increasing your happiness by, let's say, 10 or 20% and how in terms of it being an investment, that's still worthwhile, right? And like you said, you no longer need to be going from zero to 100 or else Mm -hmm. it's not successful. And that's kind of how I've started approaching my health journey. And I look at it more as what are some things I can do to help increase my health by that 10 or 20%. It has less to do with the amount of weight I want to lose, but just Mm -hmm. a general, what can I do to take that step in the Mm -hmm. positive direction, making myself a little bit healthier, Mm -hmm. hopefully creating good habits that I could build upon. Not that this is a sponsored episode, but I recently invested in a Lux, one of those fitness watch, and it is very basic in terms of the things it can do. Obviously, it can tell time and then it counts your steps. And then it just has a few other features that I have found be very useful. So you know how nowadays we're all addicted to our cell phones and all these apps are designed to keep you engaged or addicted a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I love the idea of how this fitness watch is using that same concept to help motivate you to stick to some of your goals. So for Mm -hmm. example, I originally got this thing just so that I could keep track of how many steps I'm taking in my day. And my goal was to do at least 5,000. Recently, I saw an article that says if you're doing about 7,000 steps a day, that's Mm -hmm. already pretty good. And that's really funny that you say that because I recently read, I think, a very similar article. And they were saying that 10,000 was kind of originally this arbitrary number that I think came out of Japan, right? And it was simply because, I guess, Maybe in Japanese, 10,000 sounds like a good number, but that you really don't need 10,000 steps to reap all the benefits. They were like, if you can fit in at least an average of about 7,000-ish steps a day, you're doing pretty well. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, exactly. And so originally, like I said, I got this step counter just so that I can at least hit 5,000. I have a job that requires me to sit for eight hours of the day. I just really need it to motivate myself a little bit. And I set a goal of 5,000 and then I upped it to 7,000 once I saw that article. The thing about this watch too, that I thought was really helpful is that it has this built-in feature that would remind you if you haven't reached your step limits for that hour. So it will break it down. Let's say you want to do about 250 steps per hour, right? Right. And so if you haven't reached that goal in that hour, it will tell you that you have 10 more minutes to reach that goal of 250 steps. Let's say for my job, 
I'm sitting down for that eight hours, but I set my reminder. So that way I remember just to get up and move mm-hmm. around a little bit every hour. And it's been so tremendous in building good habits of giving my eyes a break from the screen, mm-hmm. getting up to, let's say, get a drink of water while I'm trying to get in my steps. Speaking of water, it also has a little water tracker. It keeps counts for you and it tells you how much water you drank in a day. And all those little things really helped me take those steps mm-hmm. in the right direction of becoming healthier. Now, have I lost a drastic amount of weight? Have I always reached 7,000 steps every single day that I've gotten this fitness watch? No, completely honest. There are days in which I am just sitting around watching a movie and I'm ignoring that notification to remind me to get up. But I think overall, it is helping me. And the thing is, when you hit that goal, it makes you feel so good. And this thing also sends you a very nice, cheerful email when you hit your <laughs> that has confetti flying and everything to make you feel really celebrated and happy. You feel like, oh, I did well today. I did good mm-hmm. today. This thing is not as expensive as like the smart watches and some of the more advanced fitness watches. You don't need all the other fancy features of GPS or mm-hmm. EKG. Just get a basic one. Sometimes I feel like if I didn't exercise that day, then I've somehow failed. <laughs> but when you are doing your step counters, it makes you feel like, well, me mm-hmm. moving around counts and the chores around my house and all those things count. Mm-hmm. And so that has to be my favorite discovery to improve my health. It has helped me just be more aware of the everyday things Mm -hmm. I'm doing to help me increase my health. I like it a lot. Along the same lines, actually, I've applied something fairly similar. I set myself a water reminder on my phone. So it's kind of like your watch. It's not a step reminder, although... It would probably be good if I comboed it into a separate <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and I have upgraded my water bottle. So I got these half gallon stainless steel insulated bottles. And I made it a goal to drink the half gallon in a day's time. A lot of the fitness websites, general basic recommendation, they're like, oh, you should drink a gallon a day, a gallon a day. And I'm just like, Man, (laughs) I'm just personally, to begin with, a bad water drinker. So to have me down what is the equivalent of like 16 cups of water, I think is fairly impossible. But a half gallon, eight cups of water, totally doable. And what I've done is the same thing is set the reminder every hour. My phone goes off and I'm like, oh, let me drink some water. What I found is that I usually finish the half gallon then ahead of time. And I can refill it and I'll have actually a little bit more than a half gallon of water on a daily basis, which for me is a lot better than what I used to be doing. (laughs) So just a small improvement on the water drinking. The other thing that I've been doing is making us actually go to the gym and use our gym membership. But I told my husband, I'm not necessarily saying we should go to the gym and be like, oh, we're going to do an hour of intense cardio and weightlifting. No, we're going to go to the gym and I'm going to walk a mile. (laughs) So very minimum expectation, 
And a lot of times you'll find now that you're at the gym and you've walked the mile, you will feel like doing other things. So that'll parlay into maybe lifting weights a little bit or maybe going longer than a mile. So I think for me, just the expectation really, my little, you know, 5% improvement or 10% improvement is just getting my butt to the gym. And once I'm there, I'll do something. Yeah. And no matter how minor it is, I celebrate it. It's like you said, you get the celebratory email. I don't get a celebratory email, but I celebrate <laughs> it. I'm like, I went to the gym this morning. It, it makes me feel accomplished. I think previously I would go and be like, oh, well, I didn't really get as, as great a workout as I thought I was going to. These days I'm like, I went. <laughs> <laughs> if you let me know when you go, I can send you a celebratory email. <laughs> I will format one with confetti and all to celebrate when you go. I like it. I like it a lot. Kind of similar to what we've been saying. I think the idea is to avoid doing something that is drastic or restrictive. Don't start there, at least. Because when you make that your goal, you feel like you failed when you haven't reached it. But instead, celebrate those small steps. My husband... He also has a job that requires him to sit a lot. And he recently changed out his desk to a desk that can change in terms of height. And you can change Mm -hmm. it from Mm -hmm. a standing position to a sitting position. And so especially if he's just having meetings, he spends a good chunk of his day standing up. Sometimes you do have to spend a little bit of wealth to invest in your health, right? (laughs) idea of spending money for me to buy this step counter and for my husband to get this desk, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. We don't have a gym membership. When we want Mm -hmm. to go and walk, we just go outside. Thank goodness we live in Colorado, which for the most part has really nice weather a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. We really enjoy going for a walk if we are able to make time to get in a workout. But if not, I really feel like it's the little things that you can do every day. It's the little decisions you make, like I'm going to take this next meeting standing up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go use my bathroom upstairs instead of the one down here, just so that I can climb the stairs more often. I feel like it's that 10 or 20% closer to a healthier you is really. Mm The goal is just knowing that you're moving forward in the right direction and making that the goal. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree because one of my goals for me also is to be cutting out more sugar from my diet. I haven't gotten to the point where I won't eat pasta or bread or something if there's sugar in it, but I have just been trying to cut out kind of the more visible forms of sugar. And again, I'm not going a hundred percent because if you told yourself you can never have a bite of dessert again or never eat ice cream again, then sure enough, the next day, all you'll be doing is downing an entire pint of ice cream. (laughs) That's certainly true for me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't say that, but I've been working on cutting it out as in if we have dessert, we share one. One of my big weaknesses, and she can attest to this, is sodas. (laughs) (laughs) I have a deep, deep love affair with sodas. And at my job, we offer unlimited Coke, Sprite, Diet Coke. So when I first started working there, that was very hard to resist. I have now gone, I think, nearly a year without having any sodas out of the work fridge. 
Wow. Yes. What I have substituted it with, because sometimes you need a bit of a crutch to help you, and I'm not ashamed of it, is I drink the flavored soda waters. It just says essence of orange or whatever. My favorite brand being Waterloo. And that's not a sponsor. I just happen to really love water. <laughs> but Waterloo, if you're listening and would like to sponsor us, I mean, you know, always an option. We're, we're available. <laughs> but Waterloo makes a grape essence soda and a strawberry one that is almost a perfect dupe for the Welsh's grape and strawberry sodas. And, you know, it's something that I've even gotten my husband into because of course we both work on being healthier and I am working on getting 20% better with the sugar. I think that's a really good example. We do a similar thing at our house too. Mm -hmm. My husband, like you grew up on soda and has a very strong addiction to it. And for him, it's the carbonated part that he really enjoys. He wants to be healthier, but it's hard. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've done is we will only allow ourselves to drink soda Mm -hmm. with certain kind of meals. Because the only time I ever crave soda is Mm -hmm. if I'm eating certain food. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it does truly enhances the meals. Like it's almost as if they made that chicken sandwich with the soda in mind. (laughs) (laughs) So my husband and I will only allow ourselves to drink soda with certain meals. And on top of that, we have to share one. It helps him. It kind of puts a limit on how much he can drink. It also reminds him to enjoy it and not just drink it out of habit. Mm -hmm. It's just so restrictive when you have to give it up forever. And the idea of that is just so depressing to your soul And for me, honestly, like you said, we're getting on in age a little bit. And we're right at that part where you start to see the beginning of high cholesterol or high blood sugar and some of those things. And Mm -hmm. it scares me to think that if I don't take better care of my health, that I may have a symptom or a disease that would require me to forever give up carbohydrate or give up some other food that I enjoy. And so I think that's why for me, taking care of your health now so that you extend the years you have to enjoy life is so important. (laughs) No, I agree. So there is one additional habit that I'd like to try. And I think that this will be interesting, but I've been wanting to take up, not necessarily jump roping, although I think the rope would help, but jumping. So there's a lot of really interesting research that I've seen about jumping and how beneficial it is for your body. For women, especially, I think this one's important that it increases bone density in like your leg and hip bones. Also some research about how it really helps flush out your lymph nodes. It's really beneficial just as a whole body exercise. I actually just think there's a lot of additional benefits to adding in a little bit of extra exercise. So I'm going to make it a goal to try to do a little jumping here and there, 10 minutes a day, whatever. It just seems like something really easy to do. You can jump for like five minutes at a time at work, probably not break out of sweat, right? Like, so do five minutes, do five minutes later, do a little bit of jumping and then increase just a smidge of health that way. That's a terrific idea, actually, because 
buying a jump rope is such a small financial investment and you don't need a lot of space. I might pick that one up myself. I think that's a fantastic recommendation. That's a really good tip. So that's a wrap on Easier with a Friend for today. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll take some time and reach out to a friend. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Check our website, easierwithafriend.com, for today's transcript.